Let me read something to you. Fred somebody. You got it? Fred somebody. Thomas, everybody. Susan, anybody. And Joe, nobody. We're neighbors. So we got Fred, Thomas, Susan, we got somebody, everybody, anybody, and nobody. All belong to the same church. Everybody went fishing on Sunday or stayed home to visit with friends and family. Anybody wanted to worship but was afraid. Somebody wouldn't speak to him. So guess who went to church? Nobody. Really. Nobody was the only decent one of the four, and nobody did the visitation. Nobody worked on a church building. And once they needed a Sunday school teacher, everybody thought anybody would do it. And anybody thought somebody would do it. And you know who did it? Nobody. Does that happen, R.C.? That happens. That happens. We're going to talk today a lesson that uh, we normally don't talk about, don't share too much about, and that's the avenue of giving. How much do we give to the Lord? T.D. could have gone ahead because he talked about the Christ who died on the cross of Calvary, price he paid, the suffering. Do I need to do something, Apple? Next month, man, that's, that's talking now, isn't it? <laughs> Next month, there's a lot of money going to be spent. Not this month, but next month. The next holiday or the next time to give after Christmas, what, what's coming up after Christmas, the next uh, biggie? Spend a lot of money. Huh? Valentine's. Probably more money. I don't know. I haven't seen. R.C. will do the research for me of how much money is, money is spent on Valentine's compared to Mother's Day. Do you think more money is spent on Mother's Day or Father's Day? But giving is a big part of marketing, isn't it? But what about giving to the Lord? What about giving to God? And remember the sacrifice that Christ made as T.D. talked to us about that giving? 2%. 2% of Christians give. Let me back up. Christians give about 2% of their income to the Lord. 2%. When this is what he's done for us, and so we'll give maybe 2%. That's why we don't want to, hey, preacher, I don't want you to talk about giving. Because it's getting personal, isn't it? And we've got the scriptures right here, talk about it. But when we talk about giving, we're talking about grace. The grace of God, I don't deserve his gift. I don't deserve forgiveness. I don't forgive. I don't deserve his love at all, do we? I don't deserve it at all. I haven't done anything. I can't do anything to deserve it. I'll never be able to do enough. So what you have in your hand, little scoop, I've got the red one, because red is the blood that was shed on what? On Calvary. Because that's the color you want to go to heaven with. Amen, church? It's really not the color, but it's the heart and the attitude. Last night, last night I handed a sheet of paper to two clowns, and at the top of that sheet of paper, it said, what to do to build trust, T-R-U-S-T, 
What do we do? What are some things that you and I can do to build trust? And the first one on the list is little kindnesses and little courtesies. Okay, what does that mean? Just like saying, you're, you're pretty today. I like all your polka dots coats you old ladies have on there. And I like your green shoes that you're wearing. Aren't those beautiful green shoes? Are you colorblind? Man, they got some good looking. That's right. They like my candy, big bad. But see, that's a little kindness and a little courtesy, isn't it? Complimenting one another and say, how are you? And, and of course, we can't do so much of it anymore of the smile. We can do that one, can't we? But we've got to lower our mask to show the smile. And I went to uh, Mish. You don't know who Mish is, but you call him Roger. I, ca- I call him Roger. You call him Mish. And he said, hey, show me, uh, meet me at Brahms, and I'll buy you some pancakes. So I showed up at Brahms, and everybody in there knows him. You know why? Because his little kindnesses and his little courtesies that are very meaningful because they can trust him and that's how he builds and trust with them. So I went in there this morning, Roger, and one of those gals started harassing me because she knows Roger. Little kindnesses and little courtesies. I said, what are you doing picking on old people? Supposed to show respect to old people. But the little kindnesses, now let me show you, tell you what, what happened. I hand this to him because, each, because of that lineup of 10 things that we can do to build trust. Building trust is not easy. So those 10 things that we can look at, and I've got a scripture beside each one of those. And they handed it to somebody else. They didn't want to look at it. And I said, hey, Hoss, you can go to church in the morning. You can take your family to church in the morning. One of them said, I can't remember whenever I, what? Fill in the blank. The last time I, what? Went to church. The other one said, I don't do church. Then he started to tell me his experience, which is sad. So what does that have to do with our giving? Every bit of it. Because I'm not going to give if I can't trust you. If I can't trust him, I'm not going to. Can I trust him? Can I trust the Lord? So what we're holding in our hand is in the book in Bible in Luke chapter 12 and verse 48. To him who has been given much. You hear that part? To him who has been given much, much is expected of him. All right, I've been given a lot. T.D. talked about that, didn't he? He talked about how much God has given me, given us, and he's given me a ton. He's given me a lot. And I cannot even describe how much he's given me. He's given me opportunities every day, every year of my life. And it's a blessing to be alive today because it's, we're living in a land of fear, aren't we? Everybody is what? Everybody's scared. But I can overlook that and say, what am I going to do for the Lord today because of what he's what? Given me. So what you're looking at, how much do you give to God? Is that how much you give to God? If you're going to scoop how much you love God and you scoop it up and this is what I'm going to give you. How much is in your scoop? Not much. It's a little scoop. So you want a bigger one, big bad? 
Would you really give more if you had a bigger scoop? If you had a big old, you know, when you have these scoops that you get ice out of the ice, they're, they're large, aren't they? Get ice out of the ice machine, they're large, aren't they? That's the kind I want to give, and I really don't have enough scoops to give what, what God has given me. Because I know some people, that's how much they give to God. When it's time to give, then they say, I don't have anything to give. When every one of us have an opportunity to give, and we've got something to give, and there's so many ways to give, aren't there? So many ways to give, and one of them is out of kindness and representing the cause of Christ, representing the Lord. And that's one of them. Being faithful like you guys are here today, and it's tough. It's tough. But everybody here is wise in how we're handling. Now let's look at some scriptures, all right? In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1 through 5. I'll start reading right there. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in His kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. Okay, hold your finger right there. This church is very, 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 very poor. They've got persecution on their back all the time, fear for their life, and somebody's going to kill them. And then Paul comes along and he writes and he said, I want you to know about the kindness of God. Verse 2, they're being tested by many troubles. They are very poor. You hear that part? But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. Okay, they're number one, they're poor, but what's overflowing? Abundant joy. And what's the third thing? Man, they're, they're great givers. They're given abundantly. Notice in verse 3. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but what's the next three words, three or four words? Far more than what they could afford. Man, now, what does that say about their attitude of giving? Because they couldn't even make their bills. And they're giving far more. I was a... Blondie and I was associated with a congregation one time that every year they would give, take up a collection. They'd take up the collection for their normal giving, and then they'd pass the plate again for world evangelism. They had a goal of one, they had a goal of $500,000 one Sunday. Now keep in mind, this church was 1,000 members, 1,000 people there, so they had a goal of 500000 they gave $850,000 one Sunday. Now here's the neat part about it. And every bit of that was already ready to go to the mission field. Of missionaries teaching, praising God, teaching the Word of God. And it's already ready to go to the mission field. $850,000. You know what people were doing? They were selling their houses. They were selling their cars. And here's a story that I'll never forget. Of a couple who put their wedding bands, their wedding rings in the collection plate to give for world evangelism for missions. And then they took the wedding band and sold it, got whatever they could out of it. But the fact is of their attitude of what? Of giving. Because what God has done for them and the forgiveness of their sins and said, I want to give more because I want people to experience what I have in Christ and a joy that I have in Christ. And because of his blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, then I get to give. 
And notice what they said, far more. Verse 3, and second line on verse 3, and they did it of their own free will. Notice verse 4. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing the gift for believers. Verse 5, they even did more than we had hoped for their first action was to give. Notice that next line. First action was what? Give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to what? Huh? To do. And the only giving came about because they first gave themselves. And when, since they gave themselves to the Lord, then they're going to do more than God has already asked them. And that's where grace resides. That's where grace is, just as Jesus on the cross, his hands, his feet, as they nailed him to the cross, and the torture that he was, that he surrendered his life for you and me. And there's the difference in that of giving. Chapter 2, verse 8. Chapter 8, verse 7. I'm sorry. Since you excel. Man, I like that word. Since you excel in so many ways. What's the next line? In your what? In your faith? What's the next one? Gifted speakers? What's the next one? Your knowledge. What's the next one? Enthusiasm. And your love from us. I want you to excel in what? Excel in what? Gracious act of what? Giving. Now I want you guys to encourage old Daylene. You know who Daylene is? Not everybody knows Dale. I want you guys to encourage Dale when he gets up here to get some enthusiasm in him. Okay? When he gets up here, what does he say? He's got his arms out there, and man, he's getting with it. I wonder what's going to happen to this church when you and I start giving that way that we are giving hilariously, not an amount of what our neighbors are doing, and say, hey, I want to, it's not the guy that pulls the money out and he holds a roll of money in his hand because he wants everybody in the row to see how much money he's throwing in there. That isn't, then the giving is for who? Not for the Lord, is it, Big Bad? Look at verse 9. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus. You see two words that we always see? The generous grace. How many times we've seen that grace on there because of the attitude of giving, and giving's all about grace, isn't it? And the grace of God. Okay? Though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became what? He became poor. So that by his poverty, he could make you what? Make you rich. All right, look at verse, chapter 9, 2 Corinthians. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever received any extra money? You ever receive a stimulus check? You ever receive a income tax return? Okay, sometimes we get some extra money, don't we? Say, where'd that come from? Okay, when that extra money comes from, what do we do? I knew a, a family that got their stimulus check. And so they told the preacher, said, here's what I want you to do. 
Anybody that can't pay their bills, this is what that money's for. You make the decision, the money's here, you help those families that can't pay their bills. So I know a guy that found out about it, so he calls his preacher and said, hey, I've got this lady that can't pay her water bill. And the water's going to get turned off. Do we need any water? Every day. Every day we use it. I was in somebody's home the other day and they didn't have any water. And what, guess what the dude did? He got home, he went to work on making sure they had some water operating. Because that's a necessity, isn't it? All right, let's read 2 Corinthians 9, starting in verse 2. For I know how eager you are to help. And I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm, there it is, that stirred up many of the Macedonian brethren to begin what? To begin giving. Verse 3, but I'm sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready. As I've been telling them, and that your money is all collected, I don't want to be wrong in this boasting about you, and we wouldn't be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment. If some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I told them, so I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart. You hear that? That's that planned giving that you and I plan before we come to church, before we give on Sunday. We already plan. We already know what we're going to give. You know, we say, well, I, I didn't bring anything with me. I say, well, I don't know what, how much time. There's no plan in that, is there? Because every month I know what bills are going to show up at my house. Do you all have bills at your house? Uh, where you, you have bills that come every so often, and if you don't pay them, what happens? <clears throat> do you want to make sure that you pay the phone bill? Why do you want to make sure you pay the phone bill? If you have a car payment, are you going to make that car payment? Do you really care if you make that car payment? Do you really care whether you buy the tag to put on that car, and why do you want to buy the tag on the car? For some reason, these guys run around and they say, hey, Babbitt, you don't have a tag. Remember, remember the days, some of you younger people, remember the days we had to get our cars, our vehicles inspected? I love the best inspection guy that I ever went to. And I pulled my pickup up there and he said, uh, and I rolled down my window and he's standing there beside me and he said, does your horn work? And he said, he said, you need to do this. Go toot toot. So I went, toot, toot. He said, so your horn works. So do your, do your lights work? Blink your eyelids. He said, so he read, wrote it out. That would be $5. That's all he did. What kind of inspection was that? None. But I, why, why did I go see him? Because I wanted the inspection of my car. Because that popo wants to make sure I have inspection. What do I have in my glove box? I need some insurance, don't I? 
And if I don't have that insurance verification, what's going to happen? How many times do our vehicles get impounded? But I'm going to make sure of that. What about my planning of making sure that I give to God? And how much am I planning on giving to God? Look at the last verse in the bottom of the page. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all the believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Do you think Jesus knows anything about our giving? Every day. Every day. Probably two verses I want us to remember. Acts 20 and verse 35. It says, It is more blessed to give than to receive. I'll never forget the old man told his grandson, granddaughter, because you got all these presents around that Christmas tree. And said, what I want to do, I'm going to pick out. I'm looking at one I'm going to pick out. And you look at one of those packages under the tree, and it doesn't have our name on there, but you pick out one of those packages, and here's our commitment. We will give one of those presents to somebody, some children that don't have, that will never experience Christmas. Is that a deal? That's a deal, Paul. Paul. So Christmas Day, there's two gifts left under that tree. So they load them up, and they went to where some children are that didn't have any. They didn't have any Christmas. And they handed those gifts to those kids, and they tore into them. I mean, they ripped those packages, and they slung them everywhere, and they played with those toys about how long? Not even a minute. And then what'd they do? Threw it down, went back to playing. You know how many times that you and I have done the same thing with Jesus? We'll get with him and say, thank you, Lord. And then we'll be committed with him for a little while. And then we lay it down and go do something else. Does God... Does he know if I'm obedient to him? And it starts with my giving. That gracious giving that he's given me on the cross of Calvary. You know my battle every day? Battle of self. Say, well, I'm still going to buy this. I'm still going to do that. And I'll give you some leftover, Lord, because I've got to go this way, and I've got to buy this. I've got to take care of this. And Sunday comes around, well, I'll see how much I have left for you, Lord, when he gave it all. When he gave it all. Today, I want to challenge us. If you haven't been walking in the light, if you haven't been walking with the Lord, I want to encourage you. Because we want to encourage one another. Maybe you're not a Christian and want to become a Christian today. Be baptized into Christ. And have your sins washed away by the blood of the Lamb. And walk in newness of life and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. I want to give more. I want to give more. Let's stand and sing.